Hey everybody, welcome to the Advance Your Belly Dance podcast, a weekly podcast all about the business of belly dance. This week I want to talk about branding and how you can brand your dance business in five easy steps. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you'll know that I'm a big fan of branding and not just because I run a boutique brand agency on the side, but also because I believe it separates the hobbyists from the pros. Branding is huge when it comes to setting yourself apart and making it as a pro in your personal life and in your dance life. So let's start with the first step of how you can brand your dance business. Before I go into the first step though, I wanna talk about what is branding. Branding is essentially what people ask about you when you're not in the room. It's a consistent marketing strategy that combines your values, business mission, and visuals to bring it all into what makes you, you. Normally, I would suggest not to care about what others say about you, whether you are around or not, but in this case, know that I mean when it comes to your business practices. So think of your favorite dance teacher. They probably already have a brand. Their teaching style, their website, their course curriculum, their costumes are all a part of their unique branding. Now, before you get overwhelmed, you've probably already got your own brand, but you don't even know it yet. Think of how you teach your classes, what tips you give, how you write your blog posts, and how you interact with your clients. Those are all examples of how you handle your daily work and how you've managed to promote yourself. You don't need to create a new dance move to have your own brand. And as you will see, dancing is just a small percentage of the bigger picture. So first step of how to brand your dance business is to write your mission statement. Your mission statement is like an elevator pitch describing what you're all about. You wanna keep it short and simple. So the formula you can follow is this. What benefits you provide, plus for whom, plus what they get out of it. And that's it. So for example, the mission statement of this podcast would be the Advance Your Belly Dance podcast helps intermediate hobbyists understand the business of belly dance to help them go pro. It doesn't have to be more than a sentence or two. It's for you to have as a guideline for the next few steps. But you're welcome to have your mission statement written anywhere where it's relevant. Number two is what are your values? Do you value taking classes in stage presence and improvisation, or do you prefer nailing down technique and choreography? Do you prefer taking what teachers certified in a specific training technique, or do you want to learn a bit of everything from everyone? Think about what attracts you to someone's style, both performing and teaching, and ask yourself why, why is that? I personally value teachers who explain the history behind the topic, such as Sahra Saida when she teaches her journey through Egypt intensives. I also value teachers like Aziza who give technique tips while teaching choreography as well as her business practices. Knowing what you value in others helps evaluate what you can offer. Number three is what's your tone? So if you've been listening or if you know me in person, you know that I can be pretty sassy. Um, that's a recent thing, having moved to bigger cities, leaving Orlando, leaving kind of my comfort zone. 
and my sassiness can really come into fruition if I'm teaching a workshop or a class. And I haven't yet offended anybody. I hope not. <laughs> but the way I talk is more of how I would talk to a close friend of mine rather than me trying to be all super strictly professional while I'm teaching because I want you to feel comfortable and to have a laugh or two in my workshops. This is my tone. So the way that I speak to people in my classes is the same way that I would speak to a friend. It's the reason I use GIFs and memes in my newsletters and social media. It's just what I personally find funny and I have no problem sharing it with the dancers in the dance world. Obviously, it's a little bit different. I'm more professional if I'm dealing with a workshop hosts or something like that, but more or less, what you see is what you get. Now, obviously, my tone isn't for everyone, and I know my limits, but my point is that you want to have your specific tone come across. If you are very relaxed and casual, then you want to make sure that your content on your website comes off that way. If you aim more for a professional kind of corporate tone, or if you work with strictly corporate clients, let's say you're dancing at corporate parties, then you want to have a more corporate tone, of course, in your content copy as well as in your social media posts. So think of how you interact with your students and teachers. Look back at any blog posts or articles you've written, any interviews you've done, any audio or video clips you've recorded, and ask yourself, what is consistent? What do you want to work on instead? Number four, does your online presence match your real life presence? I can't tell you how many times I see social media profiles of dancers that have nothing to do with their brand. You want to do a quick audit on your social media profiles. Choose one to start with. And ask yourself, do your posts relate to the mission statement you created earlier? If not, rethink posting it. You don't have to post only dance-related things, of course, but rethink certain images or status updates that don't necessarily fit. You wouldn't want to follow a portrait photographer on Instagram, for example, if all they're posting is pictures of their breakfast. So this goes beyond social media as well. Take a look at your website. Are the images high quality and professional? If you teach, do you have images from your classes or just you posing full makeup in the studio? Does your biography state who you've taken classes with instead of why clients should book you for their wedding? Because the average Joe is not going to know who Rana Kamal is. So you want to make sure that your online presence matches your real life presence. And number five, keep it consistent. Last but certainly not least, this advice brings all of this branding talk all together. You want to keep it consistent. Without consistency, there's no branding. Take a look at your online and offline presence and see if it matches in tone, audience, benefits, and even visuals. If you find something is off, fix it so it's more consistent. If you're not used to thinking of yourself and your business as a brand, then it will take some time getting used to all these moving parts. Don't be discouraged if you have to tweak some things here and there, or if in a few months' time your brand today doesn't ring true necessarily down the line. The more you evolve as a dancer and business owner, the easier it will be to define your brand. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. Looking forward to speaking with you again next week. 
Remember, you can join the community on Facebook totally for free. Just go to advanceyourbellydance.com and click the join the Facebook group button. Until next time. <laughs>